Ladies and gentlemen, I am Ben Pierce. He's Elio, and Elio. Yes, sir. Do you hear? Do you hear that sound? I hear a sound. What What song does that sound like to you? Because because I will tell you because you're looking at me like you're crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure what it sounds like. I hear music in the background. No, what, 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 what does it sound like? What is it? No, it sounds like I'm tired and I want to go home. I'm tired <laughs> and I want to go to bed. Oh, my I had, God. I had, I had me around to do a couple hours ago when I wish it smashed into my head. I had me... <laughs> Because this episode of Monday Night Raw fucking sucks. Hold on, no, hold on, Ben. Hold on, just, yes. for, just for that song. <laughs> what? Thank you, because, <laughs> because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I, t- I, I, t- I told Elio off the air that Adnan Burke had a line dur- during uh, Braun Strowman's uh, train sound effect segment where he, he literally said, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I'm like, well, thanks for ruining one of my favorite movies, you dumb bitch. Can I can I get Richard Dreyfus to punch Adnan Burke in the face, please? Seriously, I mean, come on. So because of that, because of that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the title of this podcast is going to be "Planes, Trains, Boats, and Bullshit." All right, sir. I have it written down. Do you do you understand? I mean, I'm sure you do because a lot a lot of the time I end up messaging you during Raw and you know while you're actually on another show. But so I pro I probably blow up your your messaging while uh, while you're doing the other show. Well, actually, I, I'd be prior to doing the show, I actually put my phone on mute, but I do get the messages, and then I but, try to get back to you after we're done. It's just like, like I do, I do the same thing with our mutual friend Mike Rain, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, are you, are you, are you seeing this shit right now? Because, because a lot of the time, I, I just, I cannot believe it, my friend. You know, it's mm. like, it's like number number one. How am I supposed to take this seriously? But also, for the purposes of this show. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not getting really animated when I say this because I actually mean this quite seriously. It's like, how how am I supposed to review this as a professional? Because, you know, b- before, um, well before this show was ever a concept, um, you know, I, uh, I worked in TV. You know, I, I developed scripts. I did I, I did a lot of stuff. I worked for for a news station for four years. You know what? You know what, Ben? Yeah. If I ever do uh, cancel this uh, podcast, 
I'm going to recommend you to Hollywood because some bullshit they, they're drilling out every year, every month is garbage. There's no good movies anymore. You, well, you, could, you could write a better script than Hollywood. Well, yeah, I could. So I'm going to recommend, could. I'm going to recommend them, you to them. I'm going to recommend that they hire you. Well, you, you can get me hired by your other show. All right. Anyway, uh, no, no, but uh, you know, we right. we are we are changing the name of the show, but we aren't going uh, we aren't going anywhere for a long, long time to come. So uh, I will I will have to look into changing the uh, the uh, name of the Facebook page, uh, which that might give me a little bit of trouble because I tried to do that one time and it was like I what the fuck. But anyway. I will look into that and I will solve that problem. I'm sure that it'll be a lot easier than solving Monday Night Raw's issues <laughs> on a weekly basis. Which, um, on, honestly, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready for this Raw review because we are going to blow more holes in this show than the fucking iceberg did to the Titanic. Well, hold on, let me uh, pull the result, the results up so I can follow along. So, Ben, go ahead. Monday Night Raw. Let me let me tell you something. Monday Night Raw. James Cameron ain't got nothing on this shit. <laughs> oh, holy fucking crap! What was this opening match? This was disgusting. Braun Strowman. I'm so sick of Braun Strowman. Seriously. Okay, now, now, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please, please allow me to explain because, um. The, the only, I believe the only match that was advertised going into this past, this past week's Monday Night Raw was indeed uh, Mason T-Bar uh, versus Drew, Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Now, can, can I just say, you know, you know what? I hate these matches that start out as like handicap match or singles match and then... We're back from break, and this is now a tag team match. Well, it's it's a it's a Teddy Long special, my brother. Yeah, get, well, get but, but Teddy Long is no longer with the company, so <laughs> get 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 with the program, player. All right, or, uh, so, or at oh. least WWE should get with the program because last week we had um. I'm I'm talking to about the show t- uh, two weeks yep. ago. Okay. Prior prior to the, to this one, we had um, we had a uh, a, a previous uh, match uh, featuring uh, Mason T-Bar uh, versus uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre and and Braun Strowman, and 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 that went to hell. And it, and it ended up. Uh, it was actually. It was supposed to be a handicap match. Uh, that time too, um, and this one was supposed to be uh, Mason T-Bar versus uh, Braun Strowman, I believe. Or I'm sorry, no, uh, Mason T-Bar versus Drew McIntyre, and then Braun Strowman came down to. To, to to save the day, and then and then the the same thing happened again, except 
Except this week, it was it was it was Mason T. Bar versus Braun Strowman, and then Drew McIntyre came and saved the day and turned and turned it into a tag team match. I swear, I swear to, to God. So pretty much, pretty much, if you were confused by that entire explanation. Uh, wait till you see what I have um, for you coming up, coming up right now, um, because not not only did they just switch around the, uh, the 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 tag team situation from the previous week, no no no, they didn't just do that. That's bad enough. They made this entire segment featuring Mason Tibar and Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman into three separate matches to start Monday Night Raw. So the original match, which was advertised coming in coming into this edition of Monday Night Raw, was Mason T Bar versus Strowman and McIntyre. First first of first and foremost before we get into these matches uh, Elio, you you seem like an intelligent individual. Uh, we've been doing this for two years now. Can you explain to me why in the hell Mason Tibar are still still going by their uh, retribution names? And uh, unfortunately, Elio had to step away from the. Uh, computer briefly to formulate his response to that question because uh, you know you, you can't just answer those questions uh, right off the bat. You have to really uh, think about this stuff in order to get through Monday Night Raw and still have your head intact. So, so we we get the first match and that and that um, and. Well, actually, actually, no, that was, so the, the tag team match was, was supposed to be, uh, the match that we got on Raw this week, uh, same as last week, but then, uh, Braun Strowman and, uh, McIntyre got into an altercation and Gorilla, and, um, Braun Strowman said, no, 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 this can be a handicap match. I'll show you how it's done since you couldn't take out uh, Mason T-Bar by yourself last week. So then, then, then we finally get a match started with Mason T-Bar versus Braun Strowman, uh, which this whole thing was a massive fuck up. And then that morphed back into the original uh, tag team situation. So, uh, here we go with that regular match. And if I told you I watched it by the time we got to the third uh, match of this, I would be lying to you because I just quite frankly don't give a fuck, ladies and gentlemen. If you, if you thought the explanation I just gave you concerning how Monday Night Raw started sounded convoluted. Imagine what was going through my brain trying to watch this bullshit <laughs> to, give you a, to give you a solid review of 
this first segment of Monday Night Raw. And and Elio, I had I had asked you a question before I realized. Oh, um, sorry. Well, what, what was the question? Um, and uh, the, and the viewers and I would like to know. Um, What's the point of Mason T. Bar going by their retribution names if they're no longer in retribution? I don't know. I think it's stupid. I I, I am glad that they lost the masks though, because they looked ridiculous. Well, th- well, that that was a step in the right direction, but yeah, it's, it's but just yeah, I, I don't, you know, it's why don't you just let them use their NXT names? Like, come on, man. What was wrong well, with uh, Nick Dijakovic? Well. Well, nothing to answer your question, but WWE always has to complicate everything to the point where nobody actually gives a fuck anymore. Bringing in um, uh, May Mace or Dio Madden or uh, Brendan Williams, whatever you want to call him. Where, 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 where did Brendan Williams come from? That's his name. Before they renamed him Dio Madden. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, his NXT name. Okay, cool. So, so as if as if those weren't enough tag team mayhem to get your Monday Night Raw started, we have New Day and Damian Priest going up against Jackson. I mean, you're, Riker. You're, you're, you're still at the beginning, and geez, uh, this Monday Night Raw was, was terrible for how slow it was. It got off. Yeah, this is only the second match. My God! <laughs> when when you said the way, I was I was explaining the convoluted beginning to Monday Night Raw surrounding uh, Drew McIntyre and company. And I'm, I'm just saying that's that tells you how interested how uninterested I am. Yeah, so in the, the show. Way, the way that, that the way that this review started, at least the one that I'm using. It has three matches featuring a combination of uh, Drew McIntyre, Mason T-Bar, and Braun Strowman. Well, originally it was supposed to be that that tag team yeah. match, but then it then it degenerated into a two on one against Braun Strowman, and then and then McIntyre came back out to save the day. So that was the uh, that was the explanation that I had to uh, that I had to lay out in a uh, in a nice fashion, or at least as nice as I possibly could for our listening audience. So, um, if, so uh, I would love to say that I had no more tag team bullshit to take you through, ladies and gentlemen, but. Uh, this is this is Monday Night Raw, and they specialize in bullshit. Um, what kind of bullshit, you ask? A tomato fight type no, of no. bullshit. Oh, I yeah. saw, I saw that. That was terrible. Come on. Because of that, ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to review this match. I I am making an executive decision, and I'm sure you wouldn't care, Elio, but I am making an executive decision. And because I have to suffer through a tomato fight on Monday Night Raw, I am not reviewing that match. Hold on. There we go. I put my stamp on there. I, I, I passed that decision. 
I love you, dude. I swear to God. <laughs> you, just, you play along so nicely. I just, I, you know, this show is fucking awesome. No, no wonder you renamed it Progressively Cool. Because we are Progressively Cool motherfuckers. Much cooler than Monday Night Raw. And, and we have vastly more respect for our audience than Monday Night Raw does and Bruce fucking Richard. Anyway, uh, move, moving on to the next situation. Oh, my God. I cannot believe how long this uh, tomato fight went because I'm still scrolling trying to get to the next thing. I'm just, I'm just no go on. I'm just uh, checking something here. So then, a- after all of this, as if our night couldn't possibly get any worse, Braun Strowman wants to have a powwow with Postman Pierce. Oh. And luckily, we didn't get a Postman Pierce sighting, but I just call him that because it, it, it's a joke. Um. But now, Braun Strowman wants to be inserted into into the the WWE title match at WrestleMania Backlash. We don't need you in there. But unfortunately, Postman Pierce agreed if Braun Strowman could defeat Drew McIntyre later in the evening... And unfortunately, that is exactly what happened. So now we have a triple threat match for the WWE Championship featuring Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman, which means, ladies and gentlemen, since WWE is too stupid to figure this out, I will do it for you because clearly they're just too asinine to think forward. So, because of the fact that Braun Strowman has now been added to this whole situation, it is no longer WrestleMania Backlash because Braun Strowman wasn't involved in the WrestleMania match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. What the fuck are these people thinking? And certainly, certainly, ladies and gentlemen, if you wanted me to take Drew McIntyre seriously as a number one contender, you wouldn't have put him in this bullshit with Braun Strowman in the first place. Braun Strowman is not a recipe for me to take the WWE title picture seriously. It's not going to happen. And on top of that... Does it sound like I'm going on a rant now, Leo? Because I am. Yeah, you are going on a rant. Rant city. On on top of all of this bullshit, you expect me to believe that that, that Braun Strowman is worthy of a WWE title opportunity? What the fuck? What the fuck did he do to earn one? Nothing. Oh my, oh my god, my exactly. <laughs> my stamp of approval on that logic because you just showed more logic in one second than an entire three hour episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Oh god. And then after this, we get Seamus. 
who 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 get who who believe it or not, Seamus got his ass kicked by Humberto Carrillo. You know, I like these U.S. Open challenges, though. I, I do like but, them. But it, it, was, it wasn't an open challenge because... No, no, I know, because uh, it, the, the title wasn't on the line. But I'm saying yeah. I, I do like uh, the open challenge concept. Yeah, but, but see, that's what drives me nuts because they, they called this an open challenge, but how could it possibly be an open challenge? Because Seamus made it clear to Mr. Pierce, yeah. and no, I'm not talking about myself, <laughs> that this was not going to be for the United States Championship. I mean, what the fuck is going on, people? And then, and then um, you have the king of catering, Humberto Carrillo, come out and beat Seamus's ass. I know. Do you see that? I'm like, what? How? Where, where, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> is my question. Um. So then, after that, after that crap, we have we have Rhea Ripley. Talking about how she's she's glad that Rhea Rip that uh, Charlotte is back. Nobody is happy that Charlotte is back. Well, let me explain to you what happened here, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait, let, 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 me, let me ask you a question: Is Rhea Ripley a heel? I not not when not when in the ring with Charlotte. No, no, because I'm just uh, looking at the match that she was in on uh, this uh, Monday Night Raw. That's why I was asking. And and, and why why don't why don't you tell the people again what match Rhea Ripley was in on this edition of Monday Night Raw? It was Nia Jax, Rhea Ripley, and Shayna Baszler defeating Asuka, Lana, and Naomi. And this got eleven minutes. <laughs> AKA, AKA my bathroom break. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. And oh oh and um before and and while while all this was going on, um let me let me take you back to where uh Rhea Ripley was talking about Charlotte yep. before this match took place. Um and don't forget about the one before that because there was one before this match. Um well it, uh, I'll, I'll 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 get to that because I I I can't I can't contain myself. No, I'm I'm saying just to remember after that segment, there's a match before the Rhea Ripley one. Um, well, not according to my breakdown here. So which one was that? Uh, the Randy Orton and Matt Riddle versus. Uh... Oh, oh 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 okay yeah I'll 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 get to that. Yeah, because it, it, it has it listed after um, what I'm what I'm talking about, so that's a little oh, okay. weird. So, okay. so right. thanks, thanks for the um, thanks for the heads up. Oh. Um, so, so ladies and gentlemen, you might you might be asking yourself why is um, why is Rhea Ripley discussing Charlotte after uh, Charlotte Charlotte got suspended the week before. 
for kicking the shit out of a referee. Good question. I had the same uh, issue, but uh, su- the suspension didn't even last four in- entire days because on SmackDown, uh, Sonya Deville snuck Charlotte into the building. Now, can, I just say, can I just say, you see the storyline they've got going with Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce? Yeah. There's a video I follow on YouTube uh, where they were talking about this that uh, they're they're developing the storyline. They were gonna they were gonna do this. Well, whatever whatever it is, and I've uh, to to tell you the truth, I've yet to figure out the direction they're trying to go with this usurp of power situation between uh, Pierce and Deville. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not really interested to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, but, but, okay, so why is, why is Charlotte back after being indefinitely suspended last week and she just came back four days later? I thought, uh, I thought uh, she was going off uh, to have some dental work done. Well, so did I, because that's what I That's a quick recovery from dental work. Oh my God, I... I don't, I don't get this. I, I really, I really don't get this. Um, so, so for me, right there, that's a, that's a low point. Um, I, uh, as is Carrillo beating Seamus, as yep. is, as is the whole convoluted tag team beginning to Monday Night Raw. Um, yep. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have not reached a high point. Um, We're going to get there, though. If this involves Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, I'm going to stab you. (laughs) No, no. Although they're still team yummy. Uh, No, that's not the high point I'm talking about. Well, thank God. That would be a first uh, stabbing live on the air. What the hell? Yes, Not that we condone that, fans. <laughs> oh, oh, please don't don't be the uh, don't be the PC bitch. I, I, you uh, you decided to surprise me with an on-the-fly name change. You know what I'm saying Not that we that, that we condone violence on the show. Yes, but, but that doesn't mean that we're politically correct. Yep. Even though we've dropped the PNC from the name, partially, um, but uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, none of this makes sense. I, I literally, I literally sit there in front of my 50-inch TV watching Monday Night Raw. I, you know, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I have a beautiful setup in my room. I got a 50-inch TV. I have my own little office here where I do the podcast and I write my write all my notes as I'm watching the show, getting it ready for the podcast for the upcoming weekend. You know, I I roll over to my mini fridge, which is a new addition within the week, and I, I grab my, my beverage or juice of choice. Um, which is usually either a Mountain Dew, a Mountain Dew an IBC cream soda, or a uh, classic Coca-Cola. A little bit behind the scenes here of uh, 
the inner workings of the PNC Professional Wrestling Podcast. And I try to sit down and caffeine myself up into some sort of interest to watching Monday Night Raw. After everything I've just described to you, do you think there is one thing that I or Elio find interesting about Monday Night Raw? <laughs> if, if your answer is no, then you're one hell of a smart son of a bitch, and you are still allowed to listen to the remainder of the show this evening. If you actually, if you actually believe that part of this is entertaining, uh, you you are clearly from a different planet than I am. <laughs> I mean, God bless you if you find this entertaining, but I don't know what you're doing on my airwaves because I, I I can't help you. I I honestly can't help you. Um, and then we have we have this entire situation where now um, the raw commentary team is trying to sell me on the fact that despite the fact that Randy Orton is the apex predator, he now has a modicum of respect for Matt Riddle after Riddle defeated him in a, in a singles match last okay. week. So now, okay. You know what? This is a high point I was talking about. I really like this team, the way they work well together. Well, I, I I think it came off kind of random, but I I can honest I can honestly understand why you would say that. I know about Clint so, RK bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's better no, than bro Chacho. You're damn right it is. <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, I know our our theme music is uh, is um, Metallica. Oh, yeah, it's already picked. Up. Shut up, man! You're you're gonna get us a copyright strike, you dumb son of a bitch. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but um, but you know if thank God that that they're no longer doing the brochacho thing because I might have to start a. Uh, a mariachi band live right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, and we and we wouldn't want to be branded as a racist podcast. So I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Oh my God, RK Bro, can you believe this shit? I like oh. it. It works. <laughs> well, it, it certainly works better than Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Oh my God. I, I see a breakup at uh, the next pay-per-view. One can only dream, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Have you seen the movie Field of Dreams starring, starring Kevin Costner? 1989. It's a classic. I have it on my DVR. I can't wait to watch it. Yep. I, I, I found it on TV the other night. I, I was very tired, so I recorded it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very excited. Um, you know what my what my dreams consist of? Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke. 
You scary, scary, scary son of a bitch. I love you. Yes, the answer is, the answer would be yes, because I'm red-blooded. But you know something that my dreams don't consist of? Nia Jax. And on top of that, I really don't like what they've done to Shayna Baszler. They have have bastardized Shayna Baszler. You know, and I, but I know it comes off like we're having a bunch of fun. Ha ha, he, he, ho, ho, RK, bro, whatever. But I, I am, I am very serious about certain aspects of, of my preferred uh, wrestling product and what I don't like to see within that product. And one of those things that really pisses me off and gets my blood hotter than than uh, Mandy Rose and, and, and company is the fact that Shayna Baszler is being treated the way she is on Monday Night Raw. What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? Do we really have no better running buddies for her than Nia Jackson, Reginald? Give me a fucking break. So moving on. We have, we have um, Sonya Deville exacting revenge on her former tag team um, partner, Mandy Rose, by punishing her for playing a joke on Nia Jax. Wait, what, what is this, Queen Four? You played a joke on Nia Jax. I'm sending you to the principal's office, and you're 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 you're, you're punished for this. That you're gonna be in a match coming up next. That's your oh. punishment. Well, for, well, in, in my defense, there is no way I would have put a slip and slide on Monday Night Raw the way that Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon did. Ladies and gentlemen, not not only do we have a do we have a boat for Braun, for Braun Strowman, we have a slip and slide for Nia Jax. Oh, I thought you were joking just now. I I must have missed that part. No, because they continue to make fun of the fact that Mandy Rose slipped during her entrance at WrestleMania, right? So now, no, no, I, I saw that. Yeah. So now, wait, let me let me so let me explain to you what ha- what happened here. Okay. Remember how I how I said they bastardized Shayna Baszler? Yeah. Well, be, because now they have bought her in to the trick with Naya with Naya because Shayna threw a bucket of water on uh, Naya. For what? Uh, I, I'm I'm getting to that. Okay. So, no, no, so, I'm just I'm just saying out loud to myself. For what? Go on. So 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 Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are watching this and they're laughing their ass off because they're exacting revenge because Nia Jax have been making fun of uh, Mandy Rose for slipping during her WrestleMania entrance. Now I know I saw this um, part with the roses. I know. Go on. So so now, so now that uh, the Nia Jax has had water thrown on her by Shayna Baszler, 
she's slipping and sliding all over the place and falling down on her uh, on her caboose. My courtesy hole. of my hole. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a different kind of high hole. <laughs> no, I said I, I said my hole. That was that was disturbing when uh, she said that on TV. I'm like, wait, I, I had to rewind it. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I, oh! I thought you said hi ho. You actually said my ho. I'm sorry. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is going sideways. <laughs> we we've we've capsized quicker than Braun Strowman spoke, courtesy of Captain Adnan Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go on, go on. So then, after after, after Nia Jax recovers from her slip and slide, mm-hmm. Charlotte is here to punish Mandy Rose for enjoying that segment too much. Oh my god! This shit sucks, and I'm going to skip it because, quite frankly, I still haven't recovered from Shayna Baszler being involved in this segment. But hold on, hold on. you're going to skip this match. But I can I just say. This is how ridiculous uh, Money Night Raw is because check this out. That that match that we had uh, with uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, Lana, and Naomi, they gave 11.36. And Manny Rose and Charlotte, they gave four minutes. How ridiculous is that? I mean, say what, say what you want about Charlotte. I don't think she's as big of a deal as WWE makes her out to be. But she she is a very good wrestler nonetheless, and I can't take that away from her. And this whole uh, buffoonery um, was given 11 minutes, and Charlotte Fire was given four. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, that's that's bad. There there there's something wrong here. So so. <sighs> Then we get the Braun Strowman's match where where we had the um, the ad the ad aforementioned uh, Jaws line, which spawned my tremendous uh, introduction to this podcast. So I know that movie's on our list. Uh, yes, it is, and and I'm glad. And let me know when it is because I would love to watch Jaws again. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. You know, uh, what are the what are they doing? What what is what is the point of constantly having uh, Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman involved with each other? I don't I don't get it. It's not interesting. First of all, nothing Braun Strowman has ever done has interested me ever. Um, on top of that, he's on my shit list for. For reasons we've gone over ad nauseum on this show, so I'm not going to do that again. But you know, I just don't get this. I just don't understand this. If you're if you're going to have a WrestleMania backlash pay per view, which by the way, Elio, I don't know about you, but I think that's a horrible idea. Um, then what are you doing giving away half your matches on free TV anyway? What the fuck? No, nothing about what has been the main events the last couple of weeks 
makes you want to see Drew McIntyre in another main, main event pay-per-view, let alone Braun Strowman. Which, if you didn't add Braun Strowman to a pay-per-view ever again in his entire career, I wouldn't blame you because he sucks. He absolutely sucks. He is the male version of Tamina in the ring. That's what he is. Braun Strowman is a one-trick pony who doesn't belong in a professional wrestling ring. You know where he belongs? In the unemployment line. But he is not unemployed. You know who is unemployed? Samoa Joe. I know. That was was terrible. Braun Strowman has a job on Monday Night Raw, and Samoa Joe doesn't. If that doesn't tell you people everything you need to know about the current state of professional wrestling in WWE, I don't know what the fuck to do for you. I really don't. And with that disturbing thought permeating in your brain, I'm going to give you some relief and shift the review on over to Elio. Elio, what do you got for the people? All right, so we have uh, NXT, which took place on Tuesday night. Uh, first of all, Ben, what do you think of uh, this new date, this new night for NXT? Um, uh, I, I don't mind it because it, um, you know, it takes, it takes them away from AEW and I no longer have to hear about the fictional Wednesday night war with this nauseating in and of itself. Even though um, everyone I, says that there was a war. Well, 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 there shouldn't have been one. I know. Uh, you, you know, fans. Oh, yes, I, I know, I know, fans. Especially, I especially on uh, this one uh, group that we're that I'm part of, uh, called the AEW group. Oh my God. Well, remind me not to join up with that for you because you know. AEW has several positives, but their fan base is not one of them. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, NXT UK, we have in the opening match, we have Mercedes Martinez defeating Dakota Kai by disqualification, they gave, which they gave 12-31. And, uh, and uh, the reason for the disqualification is because Raquel Gonzalez uh, decided to interfere and uh, lay a beatdown on Mercedes Martinez, leading to Dakota Kai getting disqualified. So I'm looking um, for I'm looking forward to that uh, Mar- Mercedes Martinez versus Raquel Gonzalez. I, I well I am too, but but my my only problem with that match is. I don't think it's going to lead anywhere for Mercedes Martinez. They they need to build her up more. So what, um, this is just going to be one match and that's it, you think? He, at least right now. Okay. I um I want to I want to see them do more with um with uh Mercedes Martinez and I I'm certainly not complaining about about the matchup with Raquel Gonzalez. Um, but I just, I don't like where it leads for Mercedes because I don't think she needs losses right now. All right. And then uh, we had Zayda Ramir defeating Tony Storm 
after Zoe Starks uh, came out to, to cause a distraction. This one got three minutes and 25 seconds. So, uh, Zayda Ramir, let's take a look at at this one and see what, what, what she has on her resume. She actually got the victory. I couldn't believe that. So, Mercedes Martinez uh, has Shimmer on her resume as well as Impact. Slash uh, R O W, which I believe uh, the reality, of, which I believe is Booker Keys company, Reality of Wrestling. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, yes, I was, yeah, she had I, one, one match. Sorry, she had one match in uh, 2019 uh, against uh, Tessa Blanchard. It was a four-way match. I was very surprised that she got the victory, but I, but I, I I understood, I understood it based on where they're going. All right. Then the next match we have, let me go back here. Following that, um, we have uh, Bronson Reed defeating Austin Theory. In 12 minutes, 23 seconds. Ben, what do you think about Bronson Reed? I mean, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not sold on him at all. I think yeah. he needs to, I think he needs to turn heel and get away from, um, from the, for, at least from this version of the Colossus. Well, this is a repackaged version, which is not working. I don't know what they repackaged. <laughs> no, no, he, they. I think a heel turn will work wonders for for yep. Bronson Reed. Then we had a uh, two fourths of Imperium, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel defeating Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Thank, thank Christ, they beat them because I I was very fearful that they were going to go the other way. Now, was this uh, the match where I believe uh, Wolf was going to bring the chair down on Killing Dane or something, but uh, he was stopped? Or someone was going to drill Killing with the chair and uh, Wolf stopped him? I I did not see that, but... um... Okay, I must have seen another clip on Instagram then. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I didn't see that part. But uh, that brings us to our main event. We have Legado del Fantasma, and they came out with complete with uh, ma- with masks on. So they had their masks on, all three of them, and uh, they defeat Kushida and MSK. Wait, 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 wait. Who defeated? Who defeated Kushida? Look at the fantastic. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Also, uh, on this episode, we had an Adam Cole interview uh, poolside, which was odd. But, yeah, that, that didn't come off right. I mean, I, I, I just don't get into this. Uh, and of course, we have to talk about the return of Ben. You know, you have a price for this guy. Because everyone has a price for the million dollar man. I I absolutely love this. I was I even said it a few weeks ago on 
uh, on a previous episode. I, I wanted Ted DiBiase to show up on NXT as part of this, and the fact that they got him, oh my god, I, I was going crazy. This was this was my absolute high point for the show. That's a nice watch, but it's not a million dollar watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I loved it. <laughs> it was like, Ted, he got Timmy all pissed <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, his temper was to the moon. He was pissed off. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're going to, you know what, we're going to do the NXT uh, shows back to back. I'm going to give your voice a break here. Okay, cool. All right, so that brings us to NXT UK, which, see, I want to watch this. I really do. I just find it so difficult when it's on at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, which I understand yeah, like, why, because it's 8 p.m. in the UK. But, I mean, oh, I want to watch it. It's just, it's, it's, it's like a strange time to watch uh, wrestling yeah. at 3 p.m. I mean, what are you doing at 3 p.m.? You're watching wrestling. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, okay, so we had in the opening match, we had Tioman defeating Rohan Raja. Then we had Shaw Samuels defeating Levi Moore. A newcomer from Japan, Meiko Satomura defeated Ifa Valkyrie, which I really like. She she's uh, one of my favorites. If you haven't seen her, you should. Check. I don't know if you watched this uh, week. No, no, I, I didn't. But it, um, it, if you YouTube Ifa Valkyrie, she's pretty good. I really enjoy her. Yes, and, I. Uh, I did watch uh, last week's edition. And this, I, I believe that she was on and one this, of those. And this brings us to the main event. We had Gallus defeating Symbiosis, which is comprised of Eddie Dennis and Primate and the newly renamed Wild Boar, but going by the name of T-Bone. I don't know why, but whatever. Oh, my God. They have... Wait a minute. They... <laughs> Hold on. Back up. Okay. Back. Bag that truck the fuck up. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. They have T-Bar and T-Bone. Yes, sir. T-Bone is uh, formerly named, he was, former name was Wild Boar. He was one half of a tag team called The Hunt. Well, I, uh, what the fuck was, was wrong with Wild Boar? Why did I have to go with T-Bone? <laughs> I don't know. What what what, it, what what what's his finisher? Prime cut. <laughs> I haven't seen these guys in 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 a while, so I I'm gonna go back and actually just watch this these guys to see. But uh, yeah, they they were really terrible. There was a point where I started getting behind them, but I just can't. I mean, Eddie no. Dennis maybe is, isn't uh, too, isn't that bad, but uh, yeah, I just can't get behind uh, this team. This yeah, I don't, team. I, don't, I don't, I don't mind Eddie Dennis. I've, I've seen him a time or two. All right, so that uh, concludes our review of NXT UK. Uh, short, quick, and short because there are only four matches. You know what I love about NXT UK? What's that? It's one hour and it's entertaining. 
What a novel concept for a professional wrestling program. Right? <laughs> I miss that. When shows were actually entertaining. All right, now we're going to move over to my co-host for Friday Night SmackDown. Ben, what do you have here? Um, well, yeah, it was certainly uh, much more... Um, uh, much more entertaining than Monday Night Raw. Let me... Uh, um, actually, actually, aren't we doing uh, AEW first? Oh, my my bad. Yeah, sorry. The fans oh. just because I don't have uh, AEW open in front of me. So, yep. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we, we, we switch them around? Unless you want to do AEW first and then smack Yeah. Them. Well, I'll, I'll just take AEW and uh, SmackDown since you gave my voice a break. Now I'll give yours a break. All right, so we'll flip them around. So let's go AEW and then SmackDown. Ben, take it away. So uh, match number one, uh, Brian Cage versus Hangman uh, Page. And I, I, bring the, I bring this match up for, um, for a very good reason. I, um, I, did, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with the match. No, I thought it was fine. Per se, but it it was not what I was anticipating at all. Um, I um I don't know what they're doing with Hangman Page because I um every time I think he's building up a little bit of momentum, uh, as he should in my opinion, um, they they pull him back and. Um, you know, while while I understand the need for uh, Cage to get started, I feel like um, I feel like Page needs the momentum more because he's not he's not in a stable and he doesn't have you know Starks and Taz to back him up. No, back but he's associated with the Dark Order. Well, and and that needs to stop. Are you like that? No. Okay. No, that that needs to stop immediately now before I finish this sentence. (laughs) All Uh, right. AEW, stop putting Adam Page together with the Dark Order. Okay, uh, there you go. It's it's ridiculous, and um, so I don't I don't mind Brian Cage, but I I um. I'd be lying to you if if I said I wasn't shocked that he got the win here. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because I was a little surprised too that that he actually that he won the match. Because I was I I actually thought Page was going to win going in. Okay. And then low point of the night, absolutely without question, uh, the Young Bucks versus. Matt and Mike Seidel. Oh, terrible! Now, what the hell? What, what, what's with Matt and that overacting? Was it was it just me? Or was he like really overacting with the stupid facials and all that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, and they come out looking like knockoff versions of Seth Rollins you can get at a Walmart or something. And what is he doing? And the sure the commentators, he's like, he's emulating Michael Hayes. You know how Michael Hayes used to do that thing around the ring? Oh, oh fuck off. He wasn't, he wasn't emulating Michael Hayes. That's, what, emulating... that's what they're saying. Uh, oh, fuck right off. Fuck okay. right off. Yeah. You know, it's just, 
you know, I want to take AEW seriously, and they do, and they do a lot of cool stuff, but then they come up with dumb shit like this. Yep. I just have no, uh, no patience for it. The, the the best part of this was after after the match, um, Kazarian and um, Daniels, Daniels come yep. out, and Daniels comes out, and Daniels calls them entitled assholes, and I really appreciated <laughs> that. Yep. So then we have uh, Orange Cassidy versus Penta, and Orange oh, got the win over oh, Penta. What oh, the oh. fuck is going on? Oh. Did you catch uh, Trent um, when uh, Cassidy threw the sunglasses? Trent didn't catch him, but the announcer sold it like he he caught it. He's like, nice catch by Trent. Meanwhile, the camera pans over and you see the glasses laying on the floor. Yeah, I, I caught that. And and the and the the reviewer of the of the um website that I'm using apparently was a real big fan of this match. I was not because in what were in what world would you have Penta lose to Orange Cassidy? Right. I mean, I'm uh, look, and I will say this. I, I will say this out loud on this podcast. I do not get Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what I tried to, but I just can't. No, no. So it's like I I tune out whenever he's on, and the fact this this person, you know, I try to I try to maintain professionalism so much, and understand that different people have have different uh, different takes on things, but I I I can't contain myself. Try, try to try to guess the 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 rating in terms of stars that the, the this reviewer gave Orange Cassidy uh, out, 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 out of five. Yes. Three point five. No. Four. No. Five. He gave it five stars. Get out! That's a, that was a five star match. I'm gonna shit myself live on this show before I ever give a match oh, like that five oh, stars. I was, I was gonna say, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy! <laughs> Where <are> you going? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so what do we have next? Well, aside from certain audience members screaming their displeasure at uh, this five-star ranking, five-star. Who, 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 who did that? Was it Dave Meltzer? Was it Dave no. Meltzer? That piece. No, 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 it was a, it was a, it was a gentleman on four one one mania. Okay, just checking because I swear if it was Meltzer, oh, I would have. Uh, 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 don't get me started. Yeah, yes. Well, just just like I have feuds with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman on this show, Elio yeah. has has a long-standing feud with Dave Meltzer. Yes, but we will we will help him recover from his anger because here comes the highlight. All right. And, and that is the the parlay between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. Oh, you like this? I absolutely loved it. You know what? I freaking hate MJF. 
I can't stand up. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have to publicly apologize because my, uh, my co-host just uttered the most disgusting uh, sentence in the history of what? professional wrestling podcast. What? what did I say? He's talking shit on MJF. And you like that, MJF? Yes, of, of course I like MJF. I like Chris Jericho. Well, I like Chris Jericho myself, but how dare you talk shit on the best heel in professional yeah, wrestling? Well, hold on. Have you, seen him outside of, have you seen him outside of AEW? No, I have not. Oh, well, uh, he was in MLW, so that's why I can actually say that that he sucks because I can't stand him because I've seen him outside of AEW. It's the same shit. Oh, da, da, da. <laughs> Okay, go on. <laughs> no, but I, I did like this uh, parlay. Go on. Elio is about, to, is about to soil his pants. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my last. <laughs> this is my last show. <laughs> you did, at, at this rate, when you're with you talking shit about MJF, I, I, I'm gonna uh, pull the plug on your ass. I'm currently being future endeavored. <laughs> well, you tried to future endeavor. First, you changed the name of my show, bitch, and then you try to future endeavor me. Fuck you. <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Just some good-natured ribbing between my my co-host and myself. But you know, if you if you guys didn't have the opportunity to go back and see the parlay, um, I, I that, that was good. I strongly suggest you do that because uh, MJF and. Uh, Jericho had the best back and forth of this whole thing, and it was um, it, it was tremendous. I kind of so, think uh, um, the, the the worst was FTR though. I just I'm just not uh, getting them. Like, yeah, I mean, the, look, they they fit in this whole scenario because because they're with Tully Blanchard. Yeah, it's and, just their promos. Yeah, but their their promos leave a lot to be desired. Yep, yep. I mean, they they are they are <laughs> very fantastic wrestlers. Yep. Um, and and um, you know, their their in ring work speaks for itself, and I like them being being paired with Tully Blanchard, but their promos. Uh, oh, do you see Sammy Guevara totally rip apart Sean Spears? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was that that was uh, tremendous. Yeah, I mean, well, I, well, he's not wrong. Sean Spears didn't know what to say. Uh, no, no, he didn't. And uh, you know, if I had been in his shoes. Uh, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known what to say either. And and, and it's not even his fault. It's the company that he was working for that put him in that ridiculous one uh, gimmick, uh, uh, whatever one character gimmick, with the perfect ten stuff. Oh, that was terrible. That yeah, was no, no wonder he failed. They gave it. They stuck him with that, and that was all he was uh, known for. Well, they clearly weren't interested in uh, in uh, in Ty Dillinger. Yep. 
So anyway. But then again, he's not doing much better on AEW. No, he's not. I was expecting him to like do better in here. Yeah. Okay, so what do we have? Um, what do we have next? Uh, well, stuff that I'm not going to review because it's it's, it's Penelope Ford and uh, Chris Statlander. I'm not interested in that. And then okay, uh, main event wise, main event wise, we had uh, a TNT title match: Darby Allen versus Ten. Um, and I, I, I may be in the minority here, but I think it's time for Darby Allen to lose the uh, the TNT title. No, you're not in the minority because I agree. Uh, Darby Allen is just like holding that championship. How long, how many times has he defended it? Um, I th- I think this was his fourth. You know, and uh, you can't use uh, the pandemic as as an excuse because, come on, like, I mean, uh, we gotta get that pandemic, but like, still, like, this guy should—we need a new champion. Okay, yeah, I agree. Um, can you uh, can you um take over the next segment just for a minute? I'm gonna go turn a light on. So, okay, so we're doing uh, Friday. Are we done AEW? Yeah. All right. Okay, go ahead. I'll take I'll, it. I'll be right back. All right. All right, fans, uh, while my co-host steps away for a minute, I'm going to move on from the AEW Dynamite review, and uh, we're going to dive right into Friday Night SmackDown and fans, we have the end of a career on SmackDown as we will uh, get to in this review. So the opening, uh, we had a promo with uh, Bianca Belair and uh, the Street Profits. And then uh, that led into a match, a six-person tag match that uh, went six minutes and 44 seconds. And of course, there was the Street Profits and Bianca Belair defeating the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Root, and Bailey and fans. My co-host is back, so I will turn the mic over to him to continue. So, Ben, welcome back. Thank you. As he puts his headphones on, we're not going to have an impromptu match, are we? <laughs> All right, there we go. So I was just telling the fans um, about the opening match with the Street Profits and Bianca Belair defeating Ziggler, Rude, and uh, Bailey. The Dirty Dogs gotta go. Dirty, you, don't, you don't like that team? No. Well, wasn't that Dolph Ziggler's first, uh, Robert Rude's first feud when he when he uh, started with the company Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it's interesting how like um, he was the first feud was Robert Rudolph Ziggler and now they're here they're a team. Yeah, it's just random, you know. Um, and the the fact is, and don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say, but um, I I couldn't be any less interested in the Street Profits and the Dirty Dogs because right now. They're the only two viable teams on SmackDown. 
Like what? Like what's next? I mean, who who gives a shit, right? I mean, yep. I mean, I I couldn't even tell you who the tag team champions are on SmackDown. I don't even care. Well, isn't it Ziggler and Rude? <laughs> it's Ziggler and Rude. Um, I thought so. tag team champions. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're well, the tag team champions. Yeah, I know. If 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 that's how little I care. Yeah, and like um, if you weren't following, you wouldn't even know that they were tag team champions. I almost forgot uh, who the champions were. Like even the the Intercontinental Champion. Even the Intercontinental Champion. Apollo Crews. Yeah. I'm saying like uh, yeah, Apollo Cruz. I momentarily forgot who the champion was because that's how much that's how much uh, how little they care about championships. Yeah, they they don't they don't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like, but especially tag team wrestling. I mean, it's clear as day that WWE doesn't give a shit about tag team wrestling. So why should I? <laughs> All right. So what do we have next? Um. Let's do. Uh, let me pull up the. Uh, I had these up. I'm not sure where they went, but let me uh, let me pull up the SmackDown review here. Um, did insert the Jeopardy theme. SmackDown review. Okay. Here we are. Um. There we go. Okay, so uh, obviously the big uh, the big selling point here was uh, Roman R- Roman Reigns versus uh, Dan O'Brien. Roman Reigns, who needs music? He's got yeah, music. Which, wow, I still have to listen to it. Which I which I really like because it, it, it fit the new uh, heel character very well. Yeah, I was and I was plus I was getting tired of that that, that old theme that he had. Well, I mean, they should they should have changed it a lot sooner because. Well, actually, just, I, I was reading like a while back, and the the reason why they took so long is they were trying to find like the perfect uh, music to fit his uh, character. That's uh, well, what he, that's uh, what I read that he was he said in an article. Well, and and I I have to say for um in this situation they did a really good job because um I am not a fan of WWE themes nowadays but they did a fantastic job with Roman Reigns' new theme. Yeah, because really uh, he they said it takes time. He they can't just put put some random tune theme together and uh, give it to him. They had to like find the right one to fit his character. Well, and and I can respect that. I don't have a problem uh, with that, but I'm just glad that they changed it because the the old shield theme wasn't working with the the new heel uh, character. I agree. Um, so, So this I'm not even going to talk about Tamina and Natalia versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler again because I just don't care. I can't tell you how much I care. 
um, or how much I don't care that. So this episode was built up as being big because of it being Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for um, the WWE uh, Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. And, and I must say that they did a very good job of, of building this up because throughout the evening they had uh, predictions from various people. Um, they had uh, Booker T, they had Kofi Kingston, um, they had Baron Corbin, um, they had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, they had uh, Big, I think they had Big E do one uh, for them. Um, I don't know if I would have had active talent because if I'm an active talent, I don't care who has it. I just want my shot at it. So if it was me, um, I would have had like backstage personnel or, you know, answer that question. Or, you know, like a Stephanie McMahon type person. Yep. Or like various legends that we don't hear from a lot. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I liked it because it made it feel very, very big. And then um, uh, uh, also, uh, Paul, he, he actually... Uh, we'll, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, man. I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this with the headphones. Um, yep. So as I was saying, they did a really good job uh, building this up with you know, backstage predictions. Um, one of one of my favorites was um, Kayla Braxton interviewed Paul Heyman, and okay. he, you guys got to this interview. This was just fantastic. This is classic Paul Heyman, and um, you know if if they didn't have any more of those um, backstage segments, and they had just aired that. Um, brief interview with Paul Heyman. Um, I would have been perfectly satisfied with that. Now I have a um, question for you. So, uh, yeah, Paul Heyman was great. And um, and then uh, so the, we have the a run majority in. of the second hour. We had a we had we had a run in. Running, Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. Um, but um, she handed you a so, foreign object. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, my uh, the the second hour of the show was largely taken up with this main event on Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Um. As you guys know, I don't like going move by move through the match, and we have a lot of other stuff to cover tonight. And um, but uh, suffice to say, uh, this was an extremely good uh, TV match. I have a, I have a, okay, my wait, 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 question: Did they do yeah. the stupid camera things? Yes, that's what makes it hard for me to watch WB anymore. Is the stupid can't I hate that it, it like it bothers me after a while. 
Yeah, and on and on top of that, um, which is a very valid point, um, they had three commercial breaks during this match. Ooh, okay. Now, I don't know what the regulation is with the networks. Maybe they have no choice but to do that. But like, if you're having a very big, you know, world title match on on one of your weekly shows, which doesn't happen very much, um, you know, I would have to ask the question, you know, wouldn't you guys be able to, like, tell the networks or arrange something with the networks that during this match we're going to have limited commercial interruption? Yep. Um, especially when it's as epic as Roman Reigns versus, um, you know, Dana Ryan. But, you know, with that being said, that was my only complaint because it took me out of this uh, great match that's going on now. Obviously, I don't I don't think anybody realistically expected Daniel Bryan to win, and he shouldn't have because, you know, Roman Reigns is on the absolute run of his career and should not lose that title anytime soon. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Roman Reigns released a video uh, via Twitter um, this morning uh, reacting to the match last night. And he said, in short, that he did um, Daniel Ryan a favor because now he can go home and, and be a dad and hug a tree and do whatever he wants to do. Wants to do. I hug a tree. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I found that line to be very funny. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, this is a very solid edition of SmackDown, and um, I, w- I wish that they would do stuff like this more often because they picked a point and they really built the show around it. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot of sense, and it made the show a lot more enjoyable. Um, so I appreciated that. All right, and so um, we don't have a big pay-per-view. Do I, are we done with the SmackDown? Yeah. All right, so we don't have a big pay-per-view on Wednesday, but it is going to be like a, a a rather big deal and that we are talking about AEW blood and guts, and we're going to run down the card for that and give our predictions, which we usually do for, for the pay-per-views. But since this is something special, we're just going to go through it. Absolutely. All right, so... In uh, top to bottom, we're going to go SoCal Uncensored versus Jurassic Express versus the Varsity Blondes versus The Acclaimed in a four-way tag team match for a future championship match for the AEW tag team titles. Ben, who do you have? I I would have SCU based on the promo that they cut against... um, Against the Young Bucks um, on yep. uh, on Wednesday, and I'm gonna go with SCU as well um, off of that promo, but also the the one uh, stipulation they have where if they lose, they're gonna split up. Right. So that would make a lot of sense, and um, this is an added thing. Um, the the the. Uh, the future title shot w- would take place the following week on May 12th, according oh. to what I'm looking at right now. 
Oh, okay. All right. And uh, yeah, I also have an announcement about May 12th as well. So we have, uh, then we have Britt Baker versus an opponent to be announced. Uh, who do you have for that? Well, it, 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 it's really hard to give a prediction. We don't know the. No, who do you think your but... opponent's going to be? Oh, um, I, I, I can see it being Jade Cargill. Okay. Because they're building her up. Okay. I mean, and, but my other, my other fear is that it might be Tessa Blanchard. Mm. Because I've heard that they're going to bring her in. Okay. Which I think would be a mistake. All right. Then we have. So anyway, then we have a tag team match: um, Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I've got Moxley and Kingston. Okay. Well, obviously, only, yeah. only a jackass would pick a tag team with Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> I have never been a fan of I mean, this guy. I, I don't care. I don't care if, if I don't care if his tag team partner is holding three world titles simultaneously. Yeah. I don't give a damn. It's Michael Nakazawa. Of course, it's going to be John Moxley and Eddie Kingston winning that match. Yep. Then we have Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. I've got Cody Rhodes here. Well, see, uh, and obviously I have, and and this is a this is a massive weakness of of um, AEW that I've always had a problem with. What is what is the point of this match? What why why does Cody Rhodes need to have this thing? We we've we've seen very very limited interaction between. Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall since the Nightmare Family broke up. I don't even know why QT Marshall was in the Nightmare Family to begin with. Why the fuck do we need Cody Rhodes in this situation? Oh, how about that guy that does a stupid Bob punch? Anthony Gogo. Oh, please. I can't. I, I don't like I'm not a fan of that guy. Don't, well, I... To be fair, I haven't seen enough to really garner an opinion. Well, I'm, actually, I'm actually looking at uh, his uh, page right now. His boxing record is a total of 12 fights, 11 wins, 7 by knockout, and 1 loss. And you're going to build him up based off of that? Like, I understand 11-1 and one is an impressive record, but it's not like he was a career-long boxer, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I'm not a fan of this guy. Okay, so we both take Cody Rhodes. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, that brings us to the main event, the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle and the Blood and Guts match. I'm going to have to say the Pinnacle because yeah. they just they just formed and they really need a... Um, they really need a statement win to establish themselves. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with um, Pinnacle as well. 
And all right, uh, so that's the card for May the 5th. And now I believe um, we both watched the Roddy Piper documentary, number two of yes, eight. Sir. Number two of eight. So uh, what do you think of this uh, documentary? I actually, um, I really like this one, and I actually liked it better than Austin's. I was just about to say, I liked Stone Cold, but this one, when I, when, they, when I watched this one, I really liked this one a lot better. Yeah, and I think that has to do with the fact that I learned stuff that I didn't know about Roddy Piper. So, now, so, so, were, were you getting the same thing? I was getting that... Uh, he and Greg Valentine came up with the dog collar match. Hold on. Hang on one second. I, uh, while my uh, co-host is... Okay. okay. So were, were you getting the same thing? I was getting that um, Piper is the one that invented or came up with the dog collar match. Yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was getting. I'm like... I did not know that. Like, I knew of the dog collar match. I did not know that he was the one that came up with it. <laughs> so that was uh, pretty, that was pretty good. Uh, is there anything else you have about this? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was expecting it to be a retrospective on his career mm-hmm. um, because that's pretty much what it was for uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I... I just kind of assumed that that was the format that they were going with um, right. with this series. Um, but part of the reason why I enjoyed um, this one versus Austin's much uh, much more is because it was really about um, the man behind the character. And, you know, they, they focused a lot on um, talking to his family and, and really painting a picture of of his life prior to wrestling and and how things that happened in his life uh, steered him toward um, the wrestling business. So that, that's something that I appreciated because a lot of these um, you know documentaries that we see nowadays are exclusively based off of the in-ring stuff. And if you are a long-term fan like us, then a lot of that stuff you already know because you're very familiar with the person um, being documented. And um, it was a pleasant surprise for me because I consider myself to be familiar with Piper's career, you know what I mean? And I learned that maybe I really wasn't because a lot of that stuff was like breaking information to me. So... Um, that was something that I appreciated, and it, it really, it really, I feel, gave me a very good glimpse at the man behind the uh, curtain. And I got to tell you, when he left that um, voicemail for uh, Hulk Hogan um, before he died, that Hogan didn't get till after the fact, and he was like, "I'm walking with the Angels, brother," and all you know, all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, that was. That was really sad, and that was kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but the saddest part for me was when they aired the uh, ESPN interview. I believe he was sitting down with uh, Dan Patrick at the time, 
and he got all confused and like, he couldn't recollect what he was saying. And, um, you know, and, and that was really sad. And then he died shortly after, after that interview took place. Um, and, you know, it really, I mean, I feel like we're reminded of this all the time, especially with the amount of deaths that we see in uh, professional wrestling, um, particularly of the early variety. Um, but, you know, I hate it when, when people say, oh, wrestling's fake. Why are you a fan of that? Like, I hate that so much because if you, if people would sit down and really watch this, and, and listen to what Piper had to say about the sacrifices and not seeing his family for a year and, and uh, you know, just and seeing the brutal punishment that he took and, you know, losing hearing in his ear because of, of the fights with Valentine and, and especially seeing that interview with uh, on ESPN, you know, wrestling isn't fake. It, it's choreographed, but that doesn't mean that it's fake, and it doesn't mean that the, the, the sacrifices that these people make to entertain us are, aren't extremely real. So um, it, it, it's, it's those kind of things that, like, you know, if you're going to step into our world and talk professional wrestling, at least know what the fuck you're talking about before you run your mouth off. Actually, um, I follow this one. Uh, I follow this one woman. Um, well, she's on TikTok. Like she, she's a huge wrestling fan. And she's always like posting stuff. And yeah, I found this uh, one. This one um, video that she posted. So I'm gonna read what she writes. She writes little things on there before she posts them. Okay. Right. All right, so the, the, what she does is she posts, she posts um, this one that I'm looking at has the title, when I meet someone new and they talk shit on professional wrestling. Who is this, first of all? Oh, her name is Chelsea Wine. She's like this huge wrestling fan. Okay. So yeah, she, so like she puts like a little notes on her video. So this one says, when I meet someone new and they talk shit on professional wrestling. So this is what she says. Leave. There's the door. There's the door, bitch! No, here, okay, here, let me do it again. You can pack your things and leave. There's the door. <laughs> There's the door, bitch! That's when... She, that's what uh, she posted. When people talk oh, shit. When oh, they, yeah. So when they talk crap on wrestling, there's the door. Yeah, that, and that's how I feel too. Um, yeah, and what was her last name again? What'd you say? Ryan. Uh, I think it's W-E-I-A-N-D. Yeah, I'll have to look her up because I want to. I want to see more of that for sure. Um, 
but yeah, she's exactly right. And um, and what she's saying is really exemplified in the um, in the uh, Roddy Piper documentary because you know you can't tell me that that shit's you know. This is why yeah. I love. This is why I love doing WPOV quarantine. But the other show I do on Monday nights because it's not about in the ring. We're looking at behind the scenes. Like we just did one on training schools and why we need training schools. We did one highlighting Bad News Brown or Bad News Allen. And it's like really cool like to hear this, these stories and like outside of the ring. Yeah, and um yeah, it, it's like like I said, a lot of them are just kind of um, focused on the in-ring stuff, and so when you when you learn something that you didn't know before, it's um, it's very eye-opening. Yep. Okay. Uh, so what do we have? Do we and uh, tomorrow night? Uh, biography number three of eight on uh, Randy Savage. I am looking forward to that. And I, I think I think that one and the one on Booker T are the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Yep. So uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the Ultimate Warrior and uh, Randy Savage ones. And I believe I I think there was also the Shawn Michaels one as well. Yeah. Yep. We have that one too. So. All right, so um, well, we are gonna close out the show with our movie segment. Very good. Yes, I made you wait this evening, so sir, you have the floor. No, this is uh, actually uh, let's uh, let's do this right now. Um, should we uh, put this at the beginning of the shows or at the end? I, I I'm thinking that the fans would would want to tune in to get the wrestling first. Yeah, definitely. So we'll put it at the end for sure. Yeah, so it's just a way to close out. Uh, but actually, before that, I have a bit of a trivia. I don't know if we did world championships. Uh, no, I don't think we did. All right. Okay. Um, I got eight questions for you, sir, on the world okay. championship. All right. So first question. Who is the first multi-time WWE champion? Hulk Hogan, Bruno San Martino, Randy Savage, or Ric Flair? I would I would have to say um, Hulk Hogan probably. Bruno San Martino. Who was the first multi-time champion? Oh, okay, okay. Whose reign was the first to last less than one day? Yokozuna, Andre the Giant, Daniel Bryan, or Kane? I think it was Andre the Giant. Correct. Okay. Who was the first to win the WWE title on Raw? Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind, Triple H, or Psycho Sid? Mankind, I think. Psycho Sid. Oh, shit. Okay, who is the only superstar with two reigns in one night? Randy Orton, The Rock, John Cena, or Shawn Michaels? 
Randy Orton. Correct. Okay, how many times? I remember that. That was, that was. I think that was No Mercy 2007. Okay, and the title has changed hands how many times at WrestleMania? 16, 19, 21, or 24? Oh, God. Uh, 19. 24. Oh, no. Okay, who was the first person to cash in Money in the Bank and win the title? RVD, The Miz, Edge, or Kane? Edge. Correct. Which superstar was the quickest to win the title after their debut? Sheamus, Ric Flair, Brock Lesnar, or Kurt Angle? Uh, Sheamus, I think. Ric Flair. Bill. All right, and the last, sorry? I could have sworn it was Seamus. I remember them saying something about that. Oh, well. Okay, last question. How many superstars have won the WWE Championship? 47, 50, 52, and 55. Keep in mind, this this, uh, counts uh, the entire history from the very first champion to the very, to the most to the champion we have right now. Is I think 45. 52. Oh, Bill. This sucks. I suck for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun to do these trivia questions because I, I, I learned these things I didn't even know. All right, so um, yeah, well. So now on to our movie segments. And uh, you asked me to replace one because you said you're going to watch it next week. Yes. All right. So first on the list, we have Angel and the Batman. This is a 1947 Western from starring John Wayne. Now, I actually watched this on YouTube, but they actually have it in color. So what do you think about uh, John Wayne movies? I've never been a real big fan. I, I I can appreciate them because you know he was like uh, the first um, like the first big movie badass. So yeah, I can uh, I I can appreciate them. I mean, I'll I'll watch one. I watched this one just to see. Uh, I just say like I actually watched a John Wayne movie, but like I wouldn't like go out of my way to like watch all John Wayne movies. Don't let Jr. hear you say that. <laughs> Oh, sorry, JR. I know you're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, next we have Disney Cinderella. Who hasn't seen that one? Um, which was uh, followed by a sequel. I don't know why they do this. I never saw, I didn't even know they had a sequel. I, and like, that really pisses me off. I actually, yeah, actually, I think I have that back here. I'm not sure if I do or not, but yeah. The first one or the second one? No, no, uh, the sequel to Cinderella. We have Cinderella 2. By the way, there's a new one coming out to this year as well. I don't know why. They just had one not long ago. They need to stop remaking this shit. Let classics be classics. All right, next we have 
the 400 blows now this is a, was a, this is a war movie from 1957 let's see what we have on this one the 400 blows no sorry it's um, from 1959 a young boy left without attention delves into a life of petty crime okay I was wrong on both counts. It's not war, it's crime. Same difference, I guess. Doesn't one lead to the other? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And um, that brings us to our third movie. This one, I saw this one. Are you a fan of Abbott and Costello? I have never seen an Abbott and Costello movie. <gasps> don't, don't tell my cousin that. My cousin Orlando would freak out if he heard you. <laughs> <laughs> he loves having Costello. <laughs> well, um, is he older or younger than you? He's older than me. Um, like I never got them. Like the the, the the best I know of them is their Who's on First routine. Yeah. It's like one night I. I decided to watch one of their episodes, movies, which we'll cover in a future episode. But the one I'm talking about for right now is Abling Costello meet the Invisible Man. So this was a fun movie. It was not on. It was on not long ago, actually. I think it was sometime last year, in uh, December, around December. Where it was, where they were showing all these movies, and I started recording them off of uh, silver screen classics. So they had this one, and I decided, sure, why not? Because I've seen other ones. So this one centers around Abling Costello helping out this boxer who was framed for a crime he didn't commit. So this boxer. Yeah. Takes uh takes some potion some sort of a potion that makes him invisible. So basically, it's, you know, it's your usual nineteen forties uh nineteen fifties comedy, you know, with the with the like uh, the invisible person like around, dancing around the ring, and uh, the opponent getting knocked out. So it's your slapstick comedy. So, so now, now this might be blasphemous, but um, I'm asking because I've never seen an Abbott and Costello movie. Could could they be considered like the kind of like the Three Stooges before the Three Stooges? Yeah, the Three Stooges were in the 30s. These guys were in the 40s and 50s, but uh, a lot. They're more like Laurel and Hardy. Okay, well, that doesn't really help me either because I've never seen Laurel and Hardy. You know what? That's okay because I've never really actually seen one of their movie, any of their movies either. But uh, so. so this is what what we have here: two bumbling private eyes help a man wrongly, yeah, help a man wrongly accused of murder who has become invisible to help clear his name. So basically, what I just said is the synopsis that they have here. Yeah. And of course, the last movie that we're so, looking at, uh, we've re we replaced it because it's Magnificent Seven. However, we're going to move that to next week. Yeah. Ben, you know what? You know I listen to Horror Soup and uh, Scream, those two movie podcasts. Right. 
Right. I'm up to 2020, and uh, they had for Shark Month in March, February, March. Oh yeah, you mean I can't Shark believe Week or Shark Month. Sorry, no Shark, 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 week shark, week shark, shark Month. Shark Month. Shark Month, not Shark Week. Shark Month. Oh, for boy. a whole month, they reviewed shark movies. I can't believe the, the titles. I'm going to give you two of them, okay? One yeah. of them... Um, okay, the first... <laughs> no, I'm going to give you all three of them because they're really... Jersey Shore Shark Attack is the first one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, oh, God. What, what is going on right now? You know what? Let me pull up the the... Let me pull up the um, info on this one because I, I I couldn't make this up if I wanted to, okay? <laughs> Jersey Shore shark attack because what the hell? Okay, I, see, I don't watch these. Based on the title, I don't watch the bullshit. Here's what we have here, okay? You mean like Monday Night Raw? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> a cast of characters strikingly similar to the cast of Jersey Shore trying to survive an epidemic of sharks attacking Miami Beach. Oh God! Yeah. Out of ten, uh, out of ten, how do you think IMDb rated this? What do you think they gave it? Out of ten, like a two point five. You're close. Two point nine. Oh God. I, you know, uh, the Jersey Shore itself is bad enough. I don't need Jersey Shore shark attack. It gets worse, sir. The following movie we had, Sharkansaw Women's Prison Massacre. Uh, excuse me. Say again. Sharkansaw Women's Prison <laughs> Massacre. Holy shit! Oh, you know what? Uh, while we're talking about this, I'm just, I'm just gonna look this up just for shits and giggles. This one starred adult film actress Tracy Lords. Oh God! And I'm gonna read well, you the, the synopsis, okay? Well, you know it's gonna be bad because she was underage while she was doing porn. When a fracking environmental accident rips apart the Earth's crust, the resulting hole lets out prehistoric sharks from underground. The sharks target a group of women and trap them in a cabin. Oh, God. This is okay. terrible. And they gave this one. How many stars did you think they gave it? Oh, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this, it wasn't just Tracy Lords. It was a bunch of. No, I know. I, I threw out that name because that's the name that stands out to me that I recognize. That's why I threw that name out. Yeah, well, of course, of course, you would recognize it, you scary little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you doing at night, Elio? <laughs> <laughs> okay, when, when, when did they? What do you think they give this one? Um, uh, probably like uh, well, I just looked it up, so I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna lie, to you. I can't believe they gave it a three point one out of ten. Three point one out of ten. Good God! 
here we go. This is the one that that this is the one that really killed me. Okay, uh-huh. I, I I listened to this one at lunch at, before lunch today. Shark Exorcist. What? <laughs> Shark Exorcist. Here's huh? the synopsis, sir. A demonic nun unleashes holy hell when she summons the devil to possess a great white shark. Oh God! What? See, what? what I feel, I, no, I feel like it's my job to steer our listeners towards the good movies and away from the bottom of the barrel bullshit. Uh, well, okay, man. Don't watch this movie. This is this is me helping all you listeners out there. Stay away from movies like this. Stay away from garbage. I can't believe I, I can't believe this movie actually exists. Ben, I'm gonna hold up the, the uh, cover so you can actually see, the oh, title. Lord. That is the title. Satan has jaws. What? The what hell? The f- <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. You know what? Actually, yep. next week I'm going to add a movie to this because they conclude Shark Month. They're, the final movie that they're going to review to, to uh, conclude Shark Month is Jaws. So I'm going to add that to the list next week. Yeah, well, uh, finally a classic. Okay, I'm actually going to look it up to make sure. Let me see. Yes, episode number 51 uh, is uh, they reviewed Joss. So I'm going to add that to next week's list. Um, so you're watching two movies, Magnificent Seven and Jaws. Okay. And um, actually, I, I have the list of, uh, I have the list for next week. And, what it, and what's that? Okay, now, first of all, I don't know if. Um, have you ever seen like anthology TV shows? Yeah. Like what? Which is that like name from? I'm, no, I'm curious. Well, maybe maybe we're getting crossed up, but like you know, TV shows that are based in anthologies. Yeah, I have. Okay, no, no, I'm saying like, uh, name, give me a name, like which ones. Um, I've seen like some Twilight Zone stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, but the this one, there is uh one from 1968 called Journey to the Unknown. I wouldn't tell you to watch all of them, but there are a few episodes that uh, might you might actually enjoy. All right. Well, I'll look it up, and if if I can get some of it. Oh, it's on yeah. YouTube. It's on YouTube. The whole series is on YouTube. Do you have to pay for it or is it free? No, 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 it's free. That's where I found it. I downloaded all the episodes. There was like 17 episodes. Jeez, careful downloading stuff off the internet. That's how you get viruses and What? You said careful downloading stuff off the internet because even if it's innocent, like you can get viruses and no, stuff. No, this is, this is, yeah, this is at YouTube. Oh, okay. The, that's why. That's why this one. I know because I YouTube. I wouldn't download from anything else. 
But here's here's the list. So I'm gonna leave Journey to the Unknown in there for you to check out, okay? Yeah. But here's the list I have. So Jaws, you already know, Magnificent Seven. Then I have Circus of Horrors. And I told you about this. I saw it on Tubi, which check if they have that on uh, your TV, Tubi. Or if you yeah, well, on- well, I know I know, I get Tubi because I recently watched a movie on there. Oh, okay. So you have Tubi. Okay. Yeah, it's on there. Circus of Fours is on there. So that's one that I would recommend. And then uh, we have our James Bond. Dr. No. Which- Oh, well, that's a classic. Yeah, I could check that out. Do- yeah, Dr. No. And um, then we have The Frozen Dead. Oh, God. We- Why did I skip that one? <laughs> you know what? I'll take that one. Don't worry. Okay, because I'm, I'm, yeah. Fans, again, I'm saving you. I'll watch all the bullshit so you don't have to. Yeah. Well, I do this all, for all of you. After all, I have to watch Monday Night Raw on a daily basis when you get to skip it. <laughs> Though I still record it and I just like skip through it because I just can't sit there, especially with the stupid camera garbage that they do. Yeah, I mean, it, it really gives you a headache. It does. That, that's what I mean. Like, I... After a while, like it was really bothering me. Like, um, I was sitting there watching uh, SmackDown, or was it Raw? One of the two. No, no, SmackDown because uh, Humberto Carrillo was attacking Sheamus, and like I had to like actually put my arm in front of my no, that face. Was raw. Oh, that was Raw. Sorry, but I had yeah. to put my hand in front of my face like that for a moment when they started doing the whole camera thing. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can see that, honestly. Yeah. All right, so those are the movies that Ed, you want. I'm going to send you this list uh, during the week. Yeah, definitely. So you can check it out. But yeah, I, I would recommend Circus of Horrors because I enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's not like the gory, like blood, bloody violence. It's more like... It's more like... um. Kind of like a Rosemary's Baby type thing, kind of like a psychological horror. There is, there's like a little bl- bit of blood and like deaths, but it's not like super bad. Like, what, what's it called again? It's called Circus of Horrors. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about something different. Okay. So, Anna, okay, there's one called Blood Mania. I'm gonna take that one because that one. Uh, oh. All right, so, so, uh, let me add Jaws to the list as well for you. Actually, we'll put that at the top of the list, so we that'll be the first one we go through. Yeah, definitely. By the way, Quint's hilarious in that movie. Do you have? You said you have that uh, recorded. The Magnificent Seven. No, Jaws. No, I'm, no, I'm. But I, I can get Jaws. Jaws is easy to get. Oh no! Because I was gonna say, um, did you ever? See, I, I thought you had the DVD. Oh no, no, but no, but I've seen it. Okay, because uh, they they have bloopers and 
there's this uh, one blooper I think it's you can find it where um the this uh this uh, kid is like playing the flute he's playing like the Beethoven that uh, the Ninth Symphony you know the Ode to Joy. Yeah. I'm so, saying again. Okay, in this blooper, there's this kid that's uh, playing the flute. He's playing Beethoven Ode to Joy. Okay. Oh, okay. And meanwhile, you have Quint in the ba- in the background behind him. He's like singing, like it's like distracting him. Going bah, bah, bah. Oh Lord! <laughs> it's uh, just I'm mean, gonna if I find the the clip, I'll um I'll send it to you. Absolutely. And, well, I'll probably see it because I'm gonna watch Charles to catch up on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll have it. I mean, if you're gonna download it or record it, or whatever. Um, I don't know. No, that- I'll. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. None, it won't be on YouTube. That, that kind of No, that won't will be on YouTube. They only have bloopers on YouTube and clips. Well, and, and for good reason, too. So, yeah. All right. So that brings our movie segment to a close um, this week. Oh, not a good selection this week. I, I didn't enjoy it. But I had to, get, I had to bring those three crappy movies to our listeners' attention and let the people stay away. Yeah, well, sometimes you have to call out stupidity for what it is. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like what we do on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so you, you, you don't see, feel too bad about it. You see, you, see, you see why movies can relate to wrestling? Exactly. No, I get it. I, I love the new segment. So. You, have, you have the angels of the progressively cool wrestling podcast trying to dissect and make sense of the bad man that we see every night on every week on Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so wait to see if we're being short to a close. Absolutely. All right. So for my co-host Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canella. We'll talk to y'all next week. It's fire, it's freedom, it's fun, open